Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. E-S-N-Y. back it's that time of the week again the airing of grievances as i like to put it the weekly airing of grievances following a giants loss what was the fifth of the year thus far the giants are now one and five following yesterday's sunday's 38 to 11 debacle against the los angeles rams in front of the metlife stadium crowd not ideal not good not great especially in the same day that you're honoring the 2011 super bowl team Not fun, to say the least, at all. And there were a number of issues. Daniel Jones played his worst game of the day. Excuse me, worst game of the year. Kadarius Toney exited early with an ankle injury. Same thing with Andrew Thomas. C.J. Board broke his arm. Now, combine those injuries with the injuries to Saquon, he didn't play. Kenny Galladay didn't play. Darius Slayton didn't play. You know, Blake Martinez already out for the year. Brutal. Jones didn't play well. Offensive line didn't play well. Defense was bad again. Defense could not cover anybody, especially Cooper Cup, who had two touchdowns. Defense looked like they wasn't showing any effort on the second Cooper Cup touchdown. Rams scored, what, 28 points in the second quarter? 28 points in one quarter? That's 112 points a game. How do you let that happen? 28 points one quarter. It was 3-0 Giants heading into the second quarter. All of a sudden, it's 28-3 Rams at halftime. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. And listen, I'm not going to go through all the numbers. I'm not going to go through all the stats. You guys know I don't like to bore you. With, you know, the numbers from, I don't like to bore you with, you know, oh, this guy rushed for this many yards and, you know, DJ threw this many interceptions. No, I'm not going to go through that. All I'm going to say is this. I think it's time to, and I wrote about this today in EliteSportsNY.com. You can go check it out. I think it's time to shift the focus to 2022. And I can't believe I'm already saying that six games in. Especially in a season when there was some optimism, at least. You know, Galladay's in town. Kadarius Tony's in town. Offensive line is young and growing. DJ is expected to develop. Defense is, ex- is expected to repeat its stellar 2020 performance. Already after week six, I'm saying that they should shift their focus to 2022. Because it's brutal thus far. I mean, who's to say it's not? They're 1-5. Another rough start. This team has not consistently won games since the 2016 season. 
They started what? 0-5 in 2017? 1-7 in 2018? They were like 2-11 in 2019, right? Started off 0-5 last year and now 1-5 this year? It's brutal. And it's, a, it's you know, it's we, we thought if there's going to be a shift to 2022, it would at least have to happen, you know, at the end of after like week 14 at least. It's week 6 and we're already talking about next year. There's numerous things they got to do too. Numerous things. And I wrote about all these. They got to get, it, it, Dave Gettleman's time is done. Dave Gettleman is now 16 and 38. Since taking over as a Giants general manager. 16 and 38. He drafted in the first round. He addressed the offensive side of the ball in each first round since he's been the Giants GM. Drafted Saquon in 2018. Drafted DJ in 2019. Andrew Thomas last year. Kadarius Tony this year. And his offense still can't score points. Scored 11 points yesterday. 11. Eight of which were in garbage time. Fourth quarter. They were already done. Jones shouldn't even been in the game at that point. I don't know why they kept him in. He just suffered a concussion six days, uh, excuse me, seven days prior. Why is he in the game? So they've all, they've addressed with their top draft pick the last four years. Actually, five years with Engram. Obviously, that was a Jerry Reese pick, but they have five first rounders on that offense. They can't they can't score even with. Saquon healthy, they couldn't score. They only put up 20 against Dallas. You know, it wasn't like they they only put up, what, 17 or so against Atlanta? Probably less than that, right? 14? Yeah, 14 points against Atlanta. Only put up 13 against Denver. Can't score. And in the defense, I actually, I figured out the numbers today. I did some crunching. I did some number crunching today, all right? In the last 19 months, so from March 2020 to now, let me ask you this. Would you say two, $207.25 million is a lot of money? And the reason I ask you that is because in the last 19 months, that's the amount of money in contracts Gettleman has spent on Adoree Jackson, James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, Blake Martinez, and Leonard Williams. Adoree Jackson is $39 million. James Bradbury is $43.5. Blake Martinez, $30.75. Leonard Williams, $63 million. Logan Ryan, $31 million. All three-year deals. And he extended, obviously, Logan Ryan and Leonard Williams. And signed James Bradbury, Adoree Jackson, Blake Martinez. So $207.25 million from those five contracts. And the defense is atrocious. Can't cover anybody. James Bradbury is not repeating the 2020 Pro Bowl season he had last year. Adoree Jackson is struggling. Jabril Peppers is a liability in coverage. They have no true pass rush. Leonard Williams isn't living up to the $63 million extension he signed back, he signed back in March. You know, Blake Martinez obviously, obviously isn't playing. Logan Ryan isn't living up to his contract. They can't cover the pass. They don't rush the passer. They, they, they can't do any of it. Defense has spent, the front office has spent an absurd amount of money on this defense. And it's atrocious. And that, that defense was bad yesterday. Bad. 38 points they let up. 365 total yards. 
Let up 22 first downs. Only had two sacks. Couldn't get off the field. Rams won the time of possession battle. 32 minutes to 27 minutes. And they spent over $200 million in just those five contracts alone. Not to mention they signed Logan Ryan to that $7 million deal when he first came to New York. So add that money onto it too. Brutal. But you can't spend that amount of money and then be that bad on that side of the ball. I mean, they, they so I'm not going to count the pick six from the Dallas game. Because obviously that's on Mike Lennon in the offense. So in the last two games, that defense has let up a combined 75 points. In total, it's been 82. 38 to the Rams, 44 against the uh, Cowboys. But we'll say 37 for the Cowboys just to take away the seven points from the um, from the pick six. So 75 points in the last two games combined. $207 million to let up 75 points in two games. Okay. Gettleman's time is it, it, it's nearing the end. It's got to listen. It's a results league. You need good results. And Gettleman is now 16 and 38 in his time as the GM. That's number one. Number two, they got to find a different offensive play caller. I mean, Garrett's not getting it done. They may have to revamp the coaching, the, the entire coaching staff. You know, they may have to undergo a full restart. That's the that's the position this team is in right now. They may they may they may need to undergo a full rebuild this offseason. That means new coaches, new front office, new players. Who knows what happens with Jones? But they need they they they, they at least need a new play caller. I mean, this offense cannot do a thing. Eleven points yesterday, two hundred sixty-one total yards, only sixty rushing yards. 3.6 yards per play. I know I said I was going to bore you with the stats, but these are so ridiculous. I have to get I have to tell them to you. I'm sorry. Hey, so they get Dave Gettleman's time is nearing it's nearing the end. The coaching staff may need to say goodbye at some point, probably at the end of the year. They're probably not going to fire them mid-season. And uh, you know, going into next, they only have what? 2.21 million dollars in cap space right now. They're going to have to rebuild through the draft next year, which means they're going to have to get even more draft capital than they already have, which means they're going to have to take advantage of the trade deadline, of the trade market, ahead of the November 2nd trade deadline. I think Saquon isn't safe. I don't think Jabril Peppers is safe. Neither is Evan Engram. Neither is Darius Slayton. Some would argue Dexter Lawrence as well isn't safe. This team needs to rebuild and do it the right way this coming offseason. And they probably can't do it to a significant extent through the free agent market given given their limited cap space. So they got to do it through the draft. And they have to get more draft capital because of it. So they got to take advantage of the trade market ahead of this deadline. Because that's the position they're in right now. And yesterday solidified it. This 27-point loss, giving up another 38 points, solidified it. This franchise is struggling mightily, and it has not improved. They, they make, they've made all these moves in the offseason. They've spent all this money. They've made these draft picks. They, they've prioritized the offensive side of the ball with their top pick each of the last four or five years. And there's, it's, you know, it's another bad start, one in five. It's got to be a full restart 
what they're doing now obviously isn't working. From a front office standpoint, to a coaching standpoint, to an on-the-field playing standpoint. It's not working. Needs to undergo, they need to have a full restart. And that means new GM, new coaches, and they have to rebuild through the draft. So, it's tough. It's tough. I obviously wish they weren't in this position. Nobody wants them to be in this position. Because that means they're losing. But that's what that's what happens. They're 1-5. in five. And you look at the schedule ahead... Who knows what games they could win? You know, Carolina's has lost Carolina's lost three in a row right now, but I mean it's a better team than the Giants, that's for sure. Better defense, hundred percent. They got Carolina coming up next week, then Kansas City, Vegas, Tampa Bay. They always struggle against Philly. I don't care how good or bad Philly is, they always struggle against Philly. They've lost to them, what, seven of the last eight times? Eight of the last nine times, actually, I think. Something like that. Then they got Miami. Who knows with Miami, to be honest with you. I mean, Miami's a weird team. They're one and five, too. Chargers, they're not better than. You got the Cowboys again. Cowboys are going to run away with the NFCs. Then they got the uh, Eagles again. Then the Bears. Then Washington to close out the year. I mean, who knows? Maybe they beat the Bears. Maybe they beat Washington to close out the year. That would screw up their draft pick if they only if the only two games they win the rest of the year are Bears and Washington. The last two weeks that would pretty much screw up their draft pick. But you know, I, I just six weeks in and we're already talking about next year. But that's just the position they're in. One in five, and I don't see any sort of improvement on the horizon, given how they played the last two weeks given the injuries, and given the upcoming schedule. It's tough. It's tough. I, I, I told you, it's the weekly airing of grievances. It's the weekly therapy session of me sitting at my desk and talking into this microphone to you, expressing my feelings and thoughts about what happened yesterday. It's not good. Not good. I, I, it, listen, even if they beat Carolina this week, you still got Kansas City, Vegas, and Tampa Bay. I mean, those are... Those very well could be three losses. <laughs> Who's arguing with me on that? So, it's 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 a, it's a tough situation. I think a lot of moves need to be made. I, I would say I, I expect the Giants to the trade deadline as November 2nd. As I said, I expect the Giants to be sellers at the deadline. Um... I expect numerous guys to not be safe. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not saying the Giants are going to trade Saquon, Evan Engram, Darius Slayton, Andrew Bro Peppers, and Dexter. I'm not saying they're gonna trade all five. They're not. But you know, I, I would expect at least one of those guys to go, maybe two. Get back some draft capital. Look to the future, because you know this. I think this season is sort of a wash. So, but regardless, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it all works out at some point in the future. I don't know when that will, when that would even occur, when things would start to improve in East Rutherford. But, you know, I think they got to start looking to the future now. Get a head start on the future. This year's a wash. They got to focus on 2022 and beyond. Because 2021 is not going to turn out the way they want it to. Given, as I said before, the struggles the last two weeks, the upcoming schedule and the injuries. It's just not. But anyway, thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to episode 91 
of the Wide Right Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Hunting, as always, with Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Coming to you later this week with our Best Bets episode for Week 7 and the preview for the Giants-Panthers game Week 7 later this week. So tune into those. We'll have those up Wednesday and Friday of this week. So, But as always, Elite Sports New York, Elite Sports Radio Network, follow me on Twitter, at RyanHoneyESNY. That's at RyanHoneyESNY. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here.